0: This is Contractor Sense with Ruth King. Welcome to Contractor Sense. Here you discover ideas, tactics, news, and information that matters to your contracting and business and you. I'm your host, Ruth King. This episode is sponsored by HVAC Trustbooks. Go to HVACTrustbooks.com to discover how this tool can help you close more sales. Thank you for joining us. Here is how we will help your business and you today. It's always good to look at trends so that you can be prepared. Even though none of us knew what this pandemic would bring when it started, there are lessons learned and thoughts about the future. I am pleased, honored, and really excited to have Jim Blassengame with me. Jim is a small business advocate and looks at trends all the time. His latest books, The Third Ingredient, can prepare you for the future. His daily syndicated radio show, The Small Business Advocate, is chock full of people who can help you now and in the future. Okay. In terms of full disclosure, I've been a member of Jim's Brain Trust for more years than I can count. It's got more fingers and toes than I can count. <laughs> Jim, welcome to Contractor Sense. Hey, Ruth. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How many years has it been? Oh, I don't know. You, I think you know, I've been
1: talking, what, 16, 18 years, something like that? Yeah, and I've been pretty close to like 12, 13, maybe 14 years. Well, I've been doing the show for 23, but you've been with me you know, most of that time. I mean, yeah. We got, you, we got you right out of high school. I know, when I still didn't have gray hair. Right, right. We won't talk about that. Yeah,
0: for either of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so you have been dealing with small businesses for many, many, many years. And in fact, you were a pioneer with respect to radio um, way back in, what, 2000? 1997. 1997. Okay. So, you know, we're the pioneers that are there. And so you've seen a lot of trends. You go all across the country. You talk to all sorts of people. And, you know, what's the inevitable?
1: Well, the, the, of course, everything these days has to be couched in, in the impact of the pandemic. Uh, this, we've had a paradigm shift. And I know a lot of people don't like using that term, but we've had many paradigm shifts this year uh, because of the pandemic. Joel Barker says a paradigm shift, when a a paradigm shifts, everything goes back to zero. And and when something something that that you did forever or for a year, all of a sudden isn't available for you to do it that way anymore and, and something else has replaced it, that's a paradigm shift when the rules change and, and and the rules have changed in ways in 2020 that that a year ago you and I would w- w- as many crazy things as we've said to each other we would never have any either one of us had said in, yeah a year ago that we were going to go through what we've gone through this year we would have laughed each other all you know out of the room and so so that's what's happened we the, the 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 pandemic the coronavirus pandemic and, and it also must be pointed out that you, it's not enough to just say the pandemic. We have to talk about the pandemic caused response, the political response to the pandemic. Yeah. The pandemic didn't cause the hundreds of thousands of businesses, millions of businesses to shut down and the owners to go home and, 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 cu- and customers to not be able to go in the door. That wasn't caused by the pandemic. That was caused by the political decision to shut down the economy. It must be, it must be separated. And I'm not making a political statement. It just you just have to point point that out. But in terms of the in terms of the big trend this year, this year, and 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 as we go through into next year, you, we'll see the, the shifts in in paradigms. Is is the uh, the way things are being accelerated by the pandemic? The their thing they I call it the differentiating between the inconvenient and the inevitable, so the inconvenient was being was we we're, we're, we're sh- shutting down our business telling our customers they can't they can't uh, come to our business those kinds of things are inconvenient and they're irritating and we got a right to be angry about it but but once we get through that little fit that, we, that we're justified in throwing for about 30 seconds, <laughs> we, have to come, we have to come back to what I call the inevitable. And, and more and more people are realizing, research is showing this, that some things that we're being forced to do today because of the, in responding to our customers, weren't not going to happen. They were going to happen, they just weren't gonna happen this year or they weren't going to happen in the next five years in some cases. For example, uh, remote working. You and I both know. You and I both have worked remotely. We've had employees who work remotely. We're comfortable with remote working. I was a remote worker in 1977 when I worked for, for, for Xerox. But, but the, the, the way remote working has been thrust upon this upon us, it was inconvenient because it was caused by the shutdown but it was inevitable in that you and I both know over the next five to 10 years, more and more people were going to be working from home. And so that's a perfect example of of differentiating between the inconvenient and the inevitable. It was inconvenient that it happened this year, but it was going to happen anywhere. So anyway, so deal with it. What do you think?
0: Yeah, that's true. The thing that really gets me, um, do you remember you and I talking about how people don 't want to give up information supposedly yep. and all you know and then on social media they basically Spill
1: bear all place. yeah
0: and that 's really where the trend is going too and it 's like the social media pieces have picked up if you, you know if you didn 't have a website before the pandemic you, you know you do now that 's for sure you're like, you
1: should or you 're out of business
0: yeah absolutely and how do you think social media is going to change any do you think we 're still going to be you know, telling all in social media? Or do you think that's going to actually um, r- ratchet back, so to speak, where people don't bear their entire lives on social media or what they want their lives to be?
1: I don't think it's going to change much because I think human beings are, are, are you know, we. Well, let me say this, and I know this makes me sound like a Luddite, but I, I was telling people about social media I was reporting on it, you know, in oh seven oh eight when Twitter and Facebook really started going. And, and, and I, but I told people that I, in those days I called myself the original social media heretic. You know, a heretic <laughs> is a true believer who doesn't like the status quo. Yeah. And so in 2008, I, I wrote articles about this. I said, yes, use Facebook. Yes, use Twitter. Use them to your advantage, but never trust them. And every year that goes by, that advice has come has become more and more true. But it's also, it, it, and sometimes, sometimes people say that it is it's created, uh, it's created, the worst in in humans. Well, I don't think it's created the worst in humans. I think it's it's just revealed the worst in humans. Yeah, we're already predisposed, I guess, to be narcissistic. Uh, you know, people when people can't shut up online on, 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 on social media, they just have to tell everybody they have to take issue with everybody and there. I mean, I, what do those people have jobs? Do they work for a living? Well, I don't understand working, how they spend that much time on it. And they're working from home now they can have they can do it. I guess. <laughs> well, but, but they're not doing their work if they're doing that. But my, my point is, social media, in my opinion, as it currently is stands, has not been good for humanity. It's been convenient, it's, it's, it's helped in some ways, it's helped people stay connected. I'm not saying it's all bad. But I think in general, social media has not been uh, on balance, has not been good for humanity. Uh, how, many, how many times, 20 years ago, how many times did you bump into somebody and one of the other of you would talk about a book that you're reading? Yeah. How many times you hear people say that now? They don't. They don't read books, they, they stay on social media.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, we need to take a break, so we're going to continue this conversation when we get back, Jim. Real quick, where can they find out
1: more about you? Well, go to smallbusinessadvocate.com. That's the main website. You can find my newsletter there. You can find uh, there's a terabyte of archives, including the outstanding um, uh, ones that Ruth <laughs> did has left with us over the years. So, folks, if you want to if you want to find out more about uh, Ruth and me together, uh, you can go to besides her web, go to smallbusinessadvocate.com and com will take you to my books.
0: Terrific, all right, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Do you ever have warranty leak issues? One of Ruth King's clients did about four years ago. Thousands of dollars in expense and unhappy customers. She solved this problem for him though. How? With a leak letter that every customer must sign with a service technician discovers a refrigerant leak. Once they implemented the letter, there were no more warranty leak headaches. No warranty leak callbacks happier customers. The surprising result was more replacement sales too. To get a copy of the leak letter for free, just send Ruth an email at ruthking@hvacchannel.tv. at hvacchannel.tv. That's ruthking@hvacchannel.tv. at You can't. That's what my daughter Kate told me when I said I wanted to make financials fun. The gauntlet was laid down. The red blanket was waved in front of the bowl. Ronan the Rubber Duck was born. This ebook is a whimsical look at financials from a duck's perspective. To get this fun, easy to read Kindle book, go to Amazon and search for Ronan the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. That's R-O-N-A-N, the Rubber Duck Dives into Financials. Let me know if I made financials fun for you. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Contractor Sense. Before the break, Jim and I we're talking about social media and some of its effects on mankind, humanity, and things like that. All right. Given that it's not exactly the greatest thing in the world, how do we use it for business?
1: Well, you know, the, the, that's the tricky part. And and for a lot of small businesses, it's, it's, it's hard because if you know, as you know, every, every other week, there's a new platform. You got to learn, you know, a new TikTok or a new uh, Instagram or, or whatever. And, and so I think, I think though, uh, uh, small businesses need to pick out the, the two or three that they, that, that makes sense to them, that their audience is, is where their audience is. Find a professional to help you get somebody to help you with your, with your, with your strategy. Cause I mean, I don't recommend small business owners become social media experts. They need to find somebody to help them. And, and in my opinion, the best way to use social media for your company is to engage people with 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 information with content about what you sell, not your not what you sell, but about what you, how you how to use what you sell. And for example, you 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 work you do a lot of wonderful work with with uh, with contractors, with HVAC contractors especially. I know, and so they ought to be doing little 60 second, 90 second vignettes on on YouTube or or on Facebook or Twitter. Showing how to how to clean your grill. I mean, how to clean your, your, your vents, your 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 return air. Uh, you know, twice a year, reminding people to do that and showing them that, or, or how to, op, how, you know, a new a new uh, a new uh, uh, thermostat that, that's come out that, that works really well, or what, something like that, or how to, or how to, how about this? How to evaluate a con, a proposal from a HVAC contractor. Things mm-hmm. like that are are good. That's, in my opinion, that's better than advertising because if people see you as the expert, and this is the way social media can be good for companies, for, for businesses, you have an opportunity to, to demonstrate what you really are. You're an expert at what you do. And by doing these little, these little run, do a little blog post or, or, or the, 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 with, with, the, with a video, with a smartphone, you can do a little sixty-nine second video. Don't rehearse it. Don't do a text. Just say what you know. Post it online. You know, look at it. Make sure it's okay. Edit it a little bit if you need to, and post it on one of these these uh, accounts, one of these platforms. And people, the next time they need something, they'll they'll say, "I'm going to call the guy or the lady who knows what she's talking about." Yeah. Just
0: make sure you don't curse in the middle of it.
1: No, you can't <laughs> do that. No, no, no. You got to it's, it's all family family oriented. So
0: yeah i've seen I've heard a few of those over the years, but anyway yeah, that, that, so, that doesn't work no, it definitely
1: doesn't work, I, I know all lawyers. those words, but we don't use them on 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 the radio or online
0: no, absolutely not all right, so let's assume it is now two thousand and twenty one no matter who wins the election, what do you think's going to happen what what can we do to prepare we
1: We need to continue to prepare for Dealing with customer expectations, no matter what happens in the in, in the election, um, customer expectations are evolving. And and I, uh, I talked about this week in my column. I talked about the conflict of customer expectations. Prior to what's going, what prior to now, for all of our careers, uh, Ruth, we had the the value proposition was immortal. It reigned supreme. Uh, product, price, service, quality, all those t- added together equal value. That was the value proposition. That reigned supreme for millennia, but now there are other things that customers are considering before they even get to that point. That's one of the things I point out in my, in my Age of the Customer book, but it's really coming uh, bearing even to a greater degree now, and, and it's what I call a conflict of customer expectations. For example, if people want your product, what you sell, and you've got the best product and the best price that, that of, of anybody, if they're looking for you on their on their smartphone and you don't have a mobile site, they'll never know if you've got a good if you've got a, a the good deal or not. Because if you don't show up in their small screen properly, they're gonna go away. It, so that's a conflict of expectations. They want a good HVAC job, they want a good Apple, they want a good milkshake or a hamburger or, or a new clo- suit of clothes. They want all that, but they expect you to, to present yourself in the screen that they have. And if you don't, that's a conflict, expectations, conflict of expectations where what you sell, what they want, ultimately, they never get there because you've been ruled out before that. And here's one more conflict that's going on. If you're not prepared to make them feel comfortable from a health safety standpoint, vis-a-vis the the coronavirus, that's another level of conflict that's there. And Ruth, uh, uh, 10 years ago, we didn't have the mobile conflict. A year ago, we didn't have the health conflict. We basically only had the value proposition. Now you have those other two things that you're having to balance. And I think you'll still have to balance those things. I know you'll have to balance the mobile next year, and, and Ruth, we're gonna have COVID-21. So you're going to, we're, we're gonna to have to continue to balance the, the, the expectations of customers and it's a lot more complicated than it used to be. We've got to deal with this conflict of customer expectations.
0: Yeah, I mean, there have been so many pictures posted where so-and-so went to my house and didn't wear his face mask or something along those lines. Or, you know, I went to a doctor's office and the doctor didn't have a face mask on and I wasn't Mm -hmm. comfortable and I left. I mean, I think the health things are going to be even more so, um, you know, I I, I agree the customer expectations and, and being where they are um and you know fortunate unfortunately or fortunately whichever way you want to look at most of our audience is not millennials we just have to learn okay. to be in the millennial space because they're not coming into our space we yeah. got to
1: go to theirs well and see that's a really important point point. and see this is my point of when i say customer expectations it's not homogeneous across the across the demographics everybody has their own expectation and 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 so you've got to you've got to be you got to learn how to meet that expectation. For example, if I have workers come to my off my house, and they're working outside, I tell them don't wear a mask. You're working. You're sweating. You know you I, you know I'm staying away from you. You're outside. Don't worry about. it. But so and and I think they appreciate that. But if they come in my house, then and and they're working. You know they're doing something inside. Then that's that's different. So those are things that we all have to be sensitive to. And, and realize that, that 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 these are new expectations that we used to that, that prior to a year ago we didn't have to deal with, and and there the, are the, the, the multiple expectations of customers is making our job a lot more difficult. But you ask you ask what, what the trends are, I think that's one of the trends. Got
0: it. All right, give us your website again, please. Smallbusinessadvocate.com. And go
1: look at it. And then Jim, how do we get how does somebody listen to the radio show? Well, they, they, of course, I'm mean, in, in in markets are, in a number of markets across the country. Uh, but the main, the main way is just is if, if, if you don't, if it's not in your, in your local area on the radio is, is to uh, just listen to the live show. We uh, I'm on the air from six to eight in the morning, Monday through Friday. That's uh, central live. time. Central, <laughs> I'm sorry. That's central <laughs> time. That's exactly right. And, and, uh, but, but uh, you can listen to the live feed, but, but you can also go back. And listen to the show. Like the show I did this morning is up on the website right now, all ten segments, okay, including, cool. including Steve Forbes this morning. So, and and Ruth's going to be on soon to, to launch to launch her new book, right?
0: Yep, October twentieth, Profit or yeah. Wealth launches that day. I'm really excited. Me too. So anyway, Jim, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your vast and infinite knowledge.
1: Thank you, Ruth, and keep up the good work. I'm proud of you.
0: Yeah, likewise. Thanks, Jim. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye, bye. And thanks you for joining us. Choose one thing that you discovered and implement it in your business. These ideas, tactics, and strategies help you make more money, have more free time, and give back. If you like today's program, spread the word. Please review this podcast on any device you're listening to it on. Help a fellow contractor make more money too. For comments or questions, call me at 770-729-0258 or email King at hvacchannel.tv. Thanks for listening. Have a great and profitable day.